Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. Why? And second guessing all my intentions. Should know by the way I use my compression. That you got the answers to my confessions. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender. And emotion, no sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better. There's nothing better. That's just the way you make me feel. 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 Uh-huh. So good, so good, so good, so real. Uh-huh. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me 90.9 The Bridge. And things are going to sound a little different today as uh, due to circumstances of which we're all aware, I think, we are recording from Chris's house. So welcome to the 8160, everyone. Welcome to my dining room, everyone. Uh, my name is Chris. That's Sarah across the table. Usually I say uh, on the other side of the board or something. And um, my guest, a longtime friend, uh, amazing, knowledgeable uh, music lover, Bill Brownlee, is also joining us in my dining room for the dining room sessions. This is my first time in your home, even though we're longtime friends, Chris. I've, I've only, we've only been here since September, and uh, which that's a nice segue to a, an exciting thing about your knowledge of Kansas City music is when I used to live at 35th and Wyandotte near the Uptown Theater, you came over one night and you stopped me and you're like, do you know who used to live two doors down from here? And of course, no. And you said Charlie Parker. And it was uh, maybe an eight unit, really nice apartment building called the Charlie Parker Flats or something like that. And um, he lived there. And then recently I was on the phone with Logan Richardson, who is a Kansas City born musician that has lived in Paris for a while. And I think he lives in Italy too now. Um, he also lives in Kansas City again. And he's grow he's living in the childhood home of Charlie Parker in that same block. Yes, and uh, as you know, uh, my collaborator, C.J. Janovey at KCUR, mm -hmm. created an audio feature about Logan and his Charlie Parker home. It aired last week, maybe? aired Friday, and it's available to listen to online, should yeah. anyone be interested. Yeah. Well, as Sarah said, this is a, a different version, perhaps a very different sounding version of the 8160 as... You know, there's so much uncertainty and unknown right now happening. Uh, and from the time that we're recording this to the time it airs, who knows what could even happen in those 50-some uh, hours. But we're doing this now because we, we wanted to do it, put a show together. And this, we, we've been working on the show for a little while, and we're really excited about it. And what today's show, the 8160, is all about is uh, March is Women's History Month. And last month was Black History Month. And we brought in a couple of musicians, uh, Les Ismore and Kenneth Coleman, and talked about Kansas City music um, from historic black musicians as well as upcoming musicians. And um, I wanted to dig deeper into the historic side of that. And no better person than Bill Brownlee to bring in for something like that, but to do a Kansas City women in a historical Kansas City women in music show. And uh, that opening bumper. Uh, as very much live and happening all the time now, relevant, um, Janelle Monet, who's Grammy, uh, she's won a couple, right? I believe so, yes. Definitely nominated. Several awards for even films she's been in, um, but quite active mus musician and actress uh, from here in Kansas City, and it seemed a good way to start the show, but we're going to play music from just the the... the the breadth of and then the age, the age and the time and decades covered in the show will be massive, all because of Bill Brownlee's shared knowledge already and the stories he'll share during the show should be really interesting. So thanks for hanging out with us. I was going to introduce you properly. Uh, Bill Brownlee is a longtime contributor for the Kansas City Star, a contributor to KCUR, 
He's been blogging since before the word blog was a word. Uh, there is a time that that exists. Millennials, that the word didn't exist. Um, he used to work for music labels and distribution companies. Uh, he's one of the most passionate music fans I know. And I, I literally can't think of anyone who would know more about music history and Kansas City music history in town. I mean... Uh, the maybe Chuck Haddix could could hang out in the ballpark, but I, I can't think of too many people that would know what you're going to know and perhaps share with us today on the show. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Chris. I am so old. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. That's what we should take away from that. <laughs> um. So this this show idea, I hit you up for a list of. Historic Women in Kansas City Music. And I believe you'd sent it to Michelle at some point. Um, and I'm not sure what Michelle did with it, um, but I dissected it and looked into these musicians. And from that list, we've made today's show. Yeah, uh, Janelle Monet is only the most recent international star from Kansas City who happens to be a woman. Right. And um, I, I don't know how we could talk about or predict perhaps the next rungs of on that ladder of people who could work their way into that, but uh, Samantha Fish seems to be uh, doing that very well for herself right now. Oh, for certain. Uh, she's made it to a certain level. I just saw that she, you know, knock on wood, uh, will be headlining the Truman yeah. very soon. But she's been all over the all over the world lately. Yeah, she's uh, records for my former employer, Rounder Records, and uh, she does have it all. Like many of the artists we uh, uh, will feature today, she's a tremendous instrumentalist, great vocalist, fine songwriter. Uh, her stage presence is phenomenal. And she's reinvented herself, too. She has come a long way from uh, the first time I saw her, that's for sure. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to say, Sarah? Yep. Um, so, one of the musicians that I was aware of uh, that had historic roots to Kansas City is Marvel Whitney. And Marvel Whitney is from Kansas City, Kansas. And I, what I knew of her, which you can go deeper, is I knew she toured with James Brown. And they dated for a while. And in addition to that, she had a solo career that um, seems to maybe have caught on late into her life via samples. Right, like many classic soul artists, uh, the... Uh, the use of samples uh, in hip hop and rap songs, re you know, reinvented her career and she gained uh, new popularity. Uh, Marva died in 2012, but uh, the song we're going to feature, "Unwind Yourself," features James Brown's band. And even if you've never heard of Marva Whitney, I'm pretty sure you're going to recognize the opening lick here of this song because it's been used countless a times, a thousand times. But uh, this is. Um it would have been her fourth single, Unwind Yourself. It was produced in 1968 by James Brown. And uh, it seems like this was a more funky style for her individual music than the previous music she'd been putting out. Well, you know, James Brown, uh, you know, it, this is, you know, him at his peak with his top band. It can't help but be funky. Yeah. One of my favorite Tim Finn stories to tell is in an interview with James Brown, James Brown mentioned to him that he lived for a short while in Olathe, Kansas. And uh, I remember that, that that stopped Tim Finn in his tracks retelling that story um, in, I remember in the time that right after James Brown passed. But uh, it's a great story if you dig that up anywhere. But um, Should we play some music from Marvel Whitney? Let's do it. We're going to play Unwind Yourself from Marvel Whitney.
said you love me, placed no one above me, prayed for me to make that vow. What dumb thing did I say? So busy being blase, I'd wish you'd ask me now.
That was music from the Deborah Brown Quartet. The song is called Ask Me Now. She was one of the most respected living jazz vocalists based in Kansas City uh, back in the day. And this whole show is about back in the day in women's history from historic Kansas City women in music. Uh, as March is Women's History Month, we're dedicating this episode, this special from my dining room episode <laughs> Let's not forget. of the 8160 <laughs> to Women's History Month. And uh, joining us is someone who knows all about Kansas City music, present and past, the great Bill Brownlee. I have very good news for you, Chris. Tell me. Uh, Deborah Brown is very much with us. In fact, she <laughs> performed Friday what? at Johnson County Community College. The concert was not canceled. Uh, she brought in musicians from all over the country. And the widow of the saxophonist Dexter Gordon was a part of it. This was a concert inspired by Dexter Gordon. Uh, Deborah Brown is uh, very much alive and still making wonderful music. That song was from her 2017 album uh, called uh, Kansas City, Here I Come. And uh, as you heard, it's not even a quartet, really, because there's a great string section with her. It's a lot of people, yeah. No, there's nothing, Chris, I dislike more than jazz scat singing. But the exception to the rule nothing. is Deborah Brown. She is as good as anyone uh, in doing that since maybe Ella Fitzgerald. Okay, I was, I was going to ask you, Bill. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, okay. fair, fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Deborah is re- uh, clearly not well-known here in her uh, hometown of Kansas City. But in Europe, she is a star. Uh, This album is with uh, European musicians, and uh, she tours Europe frequently to great acclaim there. That's a nice segue, and thanks for fact-checking for me. Um, Olita Adams is a a next musician we're going to talk about and play music from, where if you look at her tour schedule, she's got like 10 dates in the Netherlands. Like, constantly touring Europe still. And um, this story blew my mind that Bill shared with me. So uh, if you remember the band Tears for Fears from the 90s, I don't even know how many, in the 80s, I guess, how many albums, millions of albums this band sold. But uh, Alita Adams was a musician, and she wasn't born here, I don't believe, but she spent a good amount of time here. And she, I'm just going to let you talk. Yeah, uh, Tell me a story, Bill Brownlee. Sure. I'm going to sit back in my dining room table. Well, in the 80s, as now, Olita makes her home in Kansas City. And she had a gig at what I believe is the Alameda Hotel, the hotel in the plaza with the fountain, you know? Which is now the Intercontinental? Yeah, that, that hotel. She was playing in the bar, entertaining, you know, piano and vocals. And just like any other night, but the... British rock band Tears for Fears were in town for a concert. They went to the bar, heard this woman sing, were impressed by her, contacted her a significant time afterwards. Two years later, from my notes. And said, hey, we loved hearing you in Kansas City that night. You're amazing. How about we make you a star? And uh, they collaborated with her on their own recordings and... uh, she went on to uh, have a very fine career. And the, the song we're going to hear, it's a very long song from Tears for Fears called Woman in Chains. And we're going to play part of it for you, part of it that features Olita Adams. And I didn't know she still lives here. Indeed she does. Um, I, I can't imagine getting that call if you're Olita Adams. Like two years ago, we saw you in a jazz club on the plaza when we were playing it wherever, the Uptown or something like that. And now we'd like you to come in and do this, do this vocals with us. And then is that what propelled her to? Yeah, that boost is what she needed. I mean, she clearly had the talent already. Her voice is astounding, was astounding, still is astounding. She's also an excellent pianist uh, and band leader. So, you know, the talent was always there. It's just a matter of whether or not someone can get that kind of break that will allow them to have the exposure that they deserve. Well, traditionally on the show, um, we don't play snippets of songs, we play full songs. But for the sake of this, uh, as nothing is traditional about this show today, uh, the 8160 here in my dining room, 
with special guest Bill Brownlee talking all about Women's History Month. We're going to play a snippet of a song from Tears for Fears featuring Alita Adams on the backing vocals, uh, just so you will see it and remember it. And if you're over uh, 35, you probably remember this song. And if you're under 35, Tears for Fears are great. Here it is. Get 
Music from 1991. That's Kansas City's own, Kansas City's now, Olita Adams. Um, it's a cover of a Grammy, it's a Grammy nominated cover of a song called, from Brenda Russell called Get Here. And um, before that was music from Tears for Fears, the song called Woman in Chains, and recounting that story in five seconds. In 1985, Tears for Fears stayed in the bar on the plaza. And uh, stayed at a hotel in the plaza, and they heard Alita Adams singing in that bar. Two years after they saw her singing, they asked her to come and sing on that track, uh, the Tears for Fears track. Again, Woman in Chains, featuring Alita Adams on backing vocals, and Phil Collins on drums. Uh, not a bad drummer if you can get him. <laughs> and uh, this whole episode, edition, this show, this week's show of the 8160, is all about historic women in Kansas City music. That song, Get Here from Melita Adams, uh, you know, that record, I think, went platinum. That was such a big hit, and it's uh, an evergreen, still gets plenty of play elsewhere on the dial. This is the voice of Bill Brownlee, the most knowledgeable music person uh, and Kansas City music history person I know, joining us for the show. Um, yeah, that song was massive. You couldn't hide from that song, Get Here, in, in so many movie placements and uh, TV show placements as well. And then again, Alita Adams still touring constantly. If you look at her tour schedule, um, and maybe it's uh, changed with the, the current situation, but still gigging all over uh, this country and many other countries, uh, still doing a lot of shows. She is a big star and uh, she deserves every bit of it. Um, continuing with this pattern of me not knowing what I'm talking about and leaning heavily on Bill Brownlee. Uh, next, we're going to hear music from Myra Taylor, 
Uh, the song is called Spider and the Fly, and uh, I'm not going to misspeak. So tell me something about Myra Taylor. Yeah, Myra Taylor uh, was born in 1917, and she died in 2011. In between, she added a lot of spice to the world. She was uh, just a ball of personality, and uh, she uh, uh, was one of the proto rock and rollers from Kansas City, like Big Joe Turner, like Julia Lee, like a, a lot of these artists. She was making rock and roll before it was known as rock and roll. And uh, she, uh, in her later years, uh, performed around town as uh, one of the wild women of Kansas City. Uh, in her heyday, she uh, was an actress also. She was on three episodes of The Jeffersons. Uh, yeah, she was a real scene stealer. Uh, and uh, in, at the, toward the end of her career, she made a record for Acoustic Sounds, that record label and distributor uh, that specializes in vinyl in Salina, Kansas. Uh, and the song we're going to hear is uh, a remake of her 1946 hit, The Spider and the Fly. And when I say hit, again, this was a national R&B hit from the 1940s. But the version we're hearing is, a, is an update. Uh, and again, this whole, this whole show today is about historic women in Kansas City music. And it's been fun to do this deep dive to that with Bill Brownlee. And thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, up next here, as you said, Myra Taylor. The song is called Spider and the Fly.
the music of Mary Lou Williams. The song is called Old Time Spiritual, and she, along with all the musicians we're playing today, are historic women from Kansas City Music, and joining us on this special edition of the 8160, recorded in my dining room, is the great and very knowledgeable Bill Brownlee, talking and sharing stories about these women with us. Thanks for coming and hanging out, Bill. Of course. Uh, Mary Lou Williams is one of the true ringers of the 20th century. She was an in-demand uh, arranger and pianist who worked with pretty much anyone in the jazz spectrum uh, for most of the last century. Uh, in Kansas City, she spent a, a good part of her career doing arrangements for a star at the time, Andy Kirk, one of the first jazz stars to emerge from Kansas City. Uh, she went on to uh, move to the East Coast uh, and lived in New York for uh, much of her life toward the end. She died in 1981. Before she died, she made this uh, album, Mary Lou's Mass, in 1975. And uh, yeah, her recordings at the end were uh, these kind of Catholic jazz masses uh, with very uh, you know spiritual-minded selections like the one we just heard. Um, one of the things I want to plug about Bill is, as I stated way uh, at the beginning of the show, Bill's been blogging since the word blogging was a word. And he has a couple of blogs. One is called There Stands the Glass, which is a sort of a musical daily recounting, retelling of what you were listening to in that moment, or if you were headed to a show that night or had an article featured in the Kansas City Star. And then the other is called Plastic Sax, which is an amazing jazz blog all about Kansas City jazz and touring jazz musicians. And you do such a great job on that site of talking about it perhaps seems sad at the time, but talking about when someone does pass. But because of that, I imagine, I mean, that's how you maintain and retain all this knowledge because you research this and read about these people all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I use Plastic Sax as my personal Wikipedia for uh, seeing, you know, who's played when and where. You know, if I've documented it, it's, it's very helpful. And it's, and it's again, so old <laughs> that there's a lot there. I you know, there's three I post three times a week and have for, you know, I don't know, 12, 15 years. So yeah, there's there's a lot there. And it's I, I referred to both blogs uh uh several times in preparing for this moment. Nice. Um someone I'm sure has mentioned on your blog several times over the years, Marilyn May, uh another Kansas City women uh woman in music. Uh, 91 years old, you said? She's 91, and, you know, in spite of, or because of her age, I've always considered Marilyn May to be one of the sexiest people on the planet. Nice. Um, yep. I'll stand by that. <laughs> millennials, if you're listening, ask someone older than you or ask your parents uh, tonight. Actually, call your parents. It's probably a good time to do that. And ask them about Johnny Carson. Uh, Marilyn May is the most visited guest, musical guest, on the Johnny Carson show, which I don't even know how long that show aired, but I loved it you know, as I was uh, an older child. And um, she was on that show 26 times. Yeah, it's, you know, I've only seen Marilyn, I don't know, 15 times, but every time I've seen her, I've cried and left the show with my face in pain from smiling so much. 
And clearly the people behind The Tonight Show felt the same way about her. Johnny Carson was very open and he referred to her as his favorite musician and loved having her on the show. I remember back in the days when Jardines was here in town, she would come in in three days and play 10 shows. And you said she does have a home here still. And uh, maybe she's gigging primarily out of New York now? Yeah, she plays all the you know big cabarets in New York City. Uh, she performs at least one stint a year here in town, usually at the Quality Hill Playhouse. Uh, she performs regularly here with the Kansas City Jazz Orchestra as well. Uh, and yeah, she uh, has dates and you know places w- where her fans have tended to congregate like Arizona and Palm Springs, places like that as well. Sure. Well, that makes sense for, for her audience. Um, this, we're going to play a live song from her. I think it didn't come out too long ago. Do you know when this came out? Yeah, I think this is older, Chris. Uh, I'm really uh, disappointed that Marilyn isn't document, documenting uh, this part of her career. Uh, so enjoy this track, but no, it just captures a portion of her real talent. Well, here's a Marilyn May's treatment of the song As Time Goes By. And it's a live track. And again, 26 times on the Johnny Carson show. What are you going to say? Yeah, she uh, uh, deserved every one of those. And uh, boy, wouldn't it be great if she were on uh, some of the late night shows now? She, she would just kill it. I guarantee it. Here's music from Marilyn May. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. Yes, and when two lovers woo, they still say, I love you. On that you can rely. No matter what the future brings as time goes by Moonlight and love songs are never out of date Hearts full of passion, jealousy and hate Woman needs man and man must have his mate That no one, no one can Still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome Lovers As time goes Thank you. 
Was music by Melba Liston, and Bill Brownlee knows jazz so well, he knew that that little swell at the end meant the song was ending, uh, which is great. It's keeping us on our toes. The music, the song was called You Don't Say, again by Melba Liston, um, a trombonist uh, woman who used to be, who was from here in Kansas City, and tell us about Melba. She was born in Kansas City in 1926. Uh, that was a uh, date from 1958 with Kenny Burrell on guitar. Uh, Melba was known for a work with Art Blakey, Quincy Jones, Ray Charles, Charles Mingus. But my favorite records of hers were with uh, Randy Weston. Randy Weston did a series of Afrocentric albums in the late 60s and early 70s. Melba contributed enormously to those recordings. Uh, she was a true jazz giant if unheralded but if you go to the american jazz museum here in kansas city you'll see a display dedicated to her this past week on the show we had jake wells in and his band and jake's band has a trombonist in it now and that's trevor trula who's in so many different kansas city projects and i told him that we were going to be playing music from melba on this week's show and he got excited because as a trombonist he's a fan um but it was great to hear a young man so excited about us playing music from a historic woman in Kansas City music, as that's all we're doing today here on the 8160, and we still got about 10 more minutes of music for you, and time again with Bill Brownlee in this very special edition, recorded right in my dining room. Uh, but it's been fun to have you here, Bill. Thanks for hanging out and uh, making it so I didn't have to do much work. Thanks for the invitation and for having me into your home. So up next, we're gonna hear music from Priscilla Bowman, the song is called Hands Off, and it's a, um, a version of the song with her and Jay McShann. Why don't you tell us about Priscilla Bowman? Yeah, she was born in 1928, died in 1988. Uh, the first time I ever walked into the place that became known as the Grand Emporium on Main Street, a friend dragged me in, uh, and there was a woman singing. It was Priscilla Bowman. She was uh, backed by Eddie Cleanhead Vincent, and there were maybe 15 people in the room. And I knew that I was in heaven at that moment. Uh, and you know, I'd only known Priscilla Bowman through this song we're about to hear, 
which is uh, called Hands Off. This song was a number one R&B hit in 1955. Again, for three weeks, proto rock and roll from right here in Kansas City. You, you could say, well, you know, Chuck Berry is the guy who began it in St. Louis. Kansas City is a pretty good case as being the real home of rock and roll. Well, let's jump into it. Here's music from Priscilla Bowman and Jay McShann. The song is called Hands Off. That was music from Priscilla Bowman and Jay McShann. The song was called Hands Off. And uh, we're winding down our special episode of the 8160 featuring historic women in Kansas City music recorded in my dining room as uh, we're all learning and adjusting to a new normal right now. And uh, it's, thanks for having, thanks for coming over, Sarah. Uh, Bill Brown, thank you for coming over to my home and recording and re- doing all the research for this show. It would not have happened without you. And I was really excited about it and uh, happy that we were able to pull this off in some form. Uh, So thank you. You're welcome. Um, One more song we're going to play is from Julia Lee and her boyfriend. Uh, The song is called Snatch and Grab It. Uh, I believe the song was featured in an NFL commercial. And it was also featured in the film uh, with the late Robin Williams' Cadillac Man. Uh, Why don't you tell us about Kansas City musician Julia Lee? She was... Again, just a body, dirty, filthy R&B singer. Uh, these songs uh, make me red in the face to listen to. She has uh, at least two dozen more uh, songs from the 1940s that are filled with double entendres. Just dirty, nasty stuff, as we're about to hear. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, this was a hit in 1947. Uh, and... Uh, I'm still not sure we're allowed to play this on the radio. <laughs> Just a few years later. Just a few years later. Um, so we're going to hear that. We're going to hear Snatch and Grab It from Julia Lee. 
Thanks for listening and hanging out with us this week. As it has been a diff- bit of a different show. Again, thanks to Bill for coming in. Thanks to Sarah for coming into my home and for bringing the mic. And thanks to Brian Truda for uh, encouraging the show. But uh, this is Snatch and Grab It from Julia Lee and her boyfriends. Opportunity, opportunity is knocking at your door. Opportunity knocks but once and don't come back no more. Grab it in the night, grab it in the day. Grab it right now, it'll get away. You better snatch and grab it. Snatch and grab it. Better snatch and grab it before it gets away. Grab it in the east, grab it in the west. Grab it in the place where you hold it best. You better snatch and grab it. Snatch and grab it. Better snatch and grab it before it gets away. Don't let it go Snatch and grab it Snatch and grab it Better snatch and grab it Before it gets away Where you grab a lot, you better snatch and grab it. Snatch and grab it. Better snatch and grab it before it gets away. Grab it in the morning, grab it in the night. Hold it, baby, and hold it tight. You better snatch and grab it. Snatch and grab it. Better snatch and grab it before it gets away. (laughs) 